listeners, we are joined today by ultra runner Joe Wayneman. How are we doing, Joe? Yeah, great. Thanks. Excellent. Good to have you with us on the show today. So, Joe, you're a very passionate ultra runner. Um, you've got yourself in a few projects, setting up a trail runners um, group over in Bristol. You're also an athlete yourself, um, a few sponsors on board. So, Joe, where did it all start for you? Let's, let's start there. Uh, it all started, actually, um, it started in about 2017 when uh, my, my little brother, um, who's a few years younger than me, uh, has been a keen runner for mm-hmm. most of his life. And um, he got an injury just before one of his 10K races. Um, and I'd, at, at the time, I'd, I didn't do any sports at all. I was, you know, spent, I was about 18 years old, so I was spending most of my time in the pub, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, I just said, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. Like, I'll, I'll take your place of the race. And uh, I think I did that 10K in about an hour and 15 minutes, and I was dying by the end of it. <laughs> and uh, But I just got a bit of a taste for it. And... Uh, I thought, yeah, I, I can do better than that. And kind of went back to do the same race uh, later on that year. And um, and then it kind of built up from there. And wh- when I moved to Bristol, um, which was about two years ago now, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I didn't know anyone here. I moved here with my girlfriend. And um, uh, I couldn't really find a running club that I wanted to wanted to be part of. I, I couldn't find one that kind of went out to all different mountain ranges and stuff like that. So... Um, my, my uncle, who's uh, got a running club in Basingstoke, said, "Why don't you start one?" So um, that kind of that, that's kind of where Bristol Trail Runners was born from, um, and uh, yeah, that that just got me super motivated and uh, started doing bigger races and and kind of got up to marathon distance and then and then doing ultras um, and uh, just started kind of getting some better results and. Uh, um, doing better feeling better and d- doing ultras and uh yeah just kind of progress from there really i suppose mm-hmm. the real real question joe is if you were to run that 10k tomorrow what would your time be <laughs> well i'm doing it in september so oh i don't know i don't know it's quite a hard race it's um it goes through loads of like plowed fields and stuff so i don't Proper know racing, if, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah if i if i can get somewhere like around 45 minutes and i'll be happy for that okay cool okay cool. good so joe we've seen a bit of a rise of trail running clubs now um there's a lot more people going towards like off-road um we've had a few people on here from exterior triathlon um they've set up an off-road like triathlon club um you've got the bristol trail runners um we've seen like the classic running clubs which track based mainly on the roads but we've seen like quite a rise of these trail running clubs do you think people are coming around to the idea of getting out into the wilderness doing a bit of a longer run up mountains and different stuff how have you found when setting up the bristol trail runners have you found there's been a lot of interest yeah it's uh it's really taken off like we we started it off just uh, as a facebook group um to mm-hmm. start with um and uh it, it, that grew to about 200 members within a few months. Um, Crikey. And at that, at that point, we were just saying, you know, putting a post up on the group saying, who wants to come for a run? I'm going here kind of thing. And yeah. uh, we got together like that. And um, in the end, it, it kind of got to the point where we needed to get insurance and stuff. And um, we uh, turned it into a proper club. And um, uh, outside of the lockdowns, I think we've been gaining like five to 10 members every week for a while. And uh, yeah, it's up to about 120 now, 120 members. And uh, we started the club officially in March. So considering 
considering how the year's been it's uh it's not bad not too bad to grow to that amount of members it's uh as we said joe I've got a feeling in the next couple of months, mate, you might be you might be double those figures. Uh, in the yeah, next couple of months, really. that's it. We've we've recently we've been trying to really open it up to all abilities. So at, at first, it was kind of only more experienced runners that were coming along. So we were just sure. doing longer runs and and faster runs and stuff. But now we've got a few kind of volunteer run leaders on that are helping out, and uh, we're kind of doing a big range of anything from like beginner 5k's up to like 30 or 40k runs in the mountains nice. um, so it, and, uh, is that yeah. to pick your brains on that particular thing then is it is it is it sort of a coach session so do the, do the people know what they're getting into when they turn up or is it just turn up and you is it is it you know you you might know the distance but you know, might not necessarily know the what you're actually going to do it how's it actually run yeah we well we've got to do in about between like 15 and 20 different sessions every month between yep. all the run leaders we've got and um we normally have one coach session every week which will be like maybe like a tempo run or interval training or sometimes Structure. we do sessions on like form and technique and stuff like that and uh the rest of the sessions are just run so there'll be like a 5k run in, in a local park up to like going to the brecon beacons to do a 30k or do the penny fan horseshoe and stuff like that we've done a few times um and hopefully next year, or hopefully this year, um, we're, we're looking at doing some camps in the Lake District and stuff as a club. Ooh, nice. Um, so we've kind of put that off for now because uh, everything going on. But With it hopefully is. soon enough, that'll be able to happen. So, Joe, from the club angle, uh, generally you'll see most clubs have got like a certain circuit of races they're going to be running, maybe a certain series. With being trail runners, is there like a certain trail run series that you're going to be competing in? Obviously, Golden Trail Series have got a UK race. Xterra have now got a UK race. Uh, Spartan are bringing trail races into the UK with their brand. Is there anything that you're going to be specifically looking at with the Bristol Trail Runners? Yeah, we're definitely going to be looking into it. There's there's not a specific series at the moment. Um, it's I guess what what we've been trying to do. There's um. We've been trying to put together like different kind of teams within the club. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been working on setting up like an ultra running team um, who can get together and train together. Um, there's we, We've got quite a high sort of ratio of ultra runners um, where uh, I, I think compared to a lot of clubs, I, I think probably 40% of our runners are ultra runners. So, um, oh, well. Wow. Uh, silly question, Joe. What would you class an ultra runner? What would I class as an ultra runner? Well, it is. Um, Don't say anything over a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my my first ultra was was forty miles, um, and I think that's safely in the ultra marathon. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I would suggest that. Yeah. Um, I I know that people argue over the fifty k races, <laughs> yeah. um, which because uh, actually the, the first marathon I did was about was actually about forty eight k. So it's like. Yeah. How dare they? Can I call, can I call that an ultra? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, Scratch it's like... The back of the middle. Yeah, it's definitely... I've definitely heard people arguing about that before. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, with the club as well, is there anybody within the club taking on a lot of uh, fastest known times, FKTs? We've seen a lot of rise in that during lockdown. Has there been any like projects to go to some of those? There's quite a lot around your area. Um, yeah, there is quite a bit around here. Um, I actually had a go at one um, a few months or in June, I think it was. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had a go at doing the Mendip Way, um, which is about 80 kilometers. Um, 
and uh, it, it didn't go too much as planned because it, it it was during the heat wave that was about thirty three degrees that day. And, no, uh, wow. It was um, yeah. It was. It was I've, I've saw the first half was really good. I, I think I got to the halfway point about two hours ahead of, ahead of schedule. Um, that's and, that's uh, never good. <laughs> no, no. But we um, especially especially when it's that hot, it's not good. I yeah. definitely should have not gone that fast. But I was feeling really good at that point, and then. We kind of split it into four, and I, I had my mum coming along and my uncle to to meet me at different checkpoints with water and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. it's uh, <clears throat> like the the time that I took to get from that halfway point to the third checkpoint was was way longer. And uh, I, I actually like passed out and fell asleep on the side of the trail during that. Oh, oh wow! And uh, <laughs> like when and dark I, places. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know like how long I was actually there for. I'm pretty sure it was only 15 or 20 minutes, but it it, it could have been anything. Like it's, I just kind of woke up there and I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't such a good idea. It's, that's it's, that's uh, when the garbage is like four days, 15 hours. You're like, nah, that can't be right, surely. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of got to the next checkpoint really slowly from there. And uh, it was just uh, my, my mum wasn't that keen of me carrying on. <laughs> I said that I'd falling asleep on the side of the trail <laughs> you um, in the car <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so and i thought yeah you know it's uh it that was only kind of replacing a race that got cancelled so ultra trail snowdonia from from last year actually and mm. uh so i was like do i care about this enough to to risk it <laughs> and it's like no probably not like maybe and then the next day i woke up and it was like 11 degrees and overcast but dry and it would have been perfect would have been perfect <laughs> So now, uh, yeah, Joe, I, I think oh, yeah, I was going to say it's the British weather. I think I know yeah. the answer to the next question, but I'm going to bring it back to you as a person and, and that 10k you were on about with the very first start. You've obviously come from a very um, sporty background. You've mentioned your uncle there. You've mentioned your mother. You know, do they run? Are you, are you a very running family? Because to me, uh, you seem like the sort of person that's naturally taken to running. Because like within five years, I don't I don't know many people that go from sort of not being able to do. 10k or you know to now competing at a high level at ridiculous ultras you know so is that obviously an easy transition for you family wise yeah yeah i had a lot of good advice there in the in the sort of early days because um my, my uncle's been doing long distance running for a long time um yep. and uh he's kind of he, he gave me like my first training plans for my first bigger races and stuff like that yeah. and um kind of helped me with advice along the way yeah. yeah definitely definitely and uh yeah my, my brother's always been more into like fell running and uh sort of fast shorter runs um and uh, it was always really cool I, I'd, I'd go and kind of watch his races and he'd, i remember seeing him come in in like second and third place and it was like really really awesome to see and uh <clears throat> and yeah as i say my, my uncle's been doing sort of marathons and ultras for a long time mm. um and yeah it was uh it was good to kind of have that support there of people that, that knew what they were talking about when I didn't. And, um, and, uh, yeah, the, my first ultra that I did I actually did with my uncle. Um, and he kind of carried me around. That. <laughs> Guys, um, painful, isn't it? I mean, I've done, admittedly, I've only done a couple of sort of like 24 hour events where I've got up to 40, 60, I think I've done 65 mile. Um, so I know how that feels. And it, for someone that I wouldn't say I'm a natural runner, it is bloody uncomfortable. So, so with you, do you do you like being uncomfortable? Do you what made you go towards that ultra when obviously the shorter fell running was an option with your brother, but obviously you've gone now, nah, screw that. I prefer the I like I like the pain, I like the falling asleep on the side of a road. What 
what is it about that that you actually quite enjoy? Is it because you're naturally quite good or, you know, please tell me you struggle as well. Please tell me it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, I think it's a bit of both. Like, um, uh, I'm not a very fast runner over short distances. Um, so that automatically kind of made me think, what else can I do that, um, and, and I, I don't really enjoy doing fast, short road runs and stuff. So um, I kind of started looking into different things. And it always really impressed me seeing my uncle going and doing like the Lakeland ultra races and, and stuff like that. And I always just, that, that was like the first time I ever heard of ultra running was, was through my uncle saying he's going to do like a, um, I can just remember my mum telling me he's doing like a double marathon. And uh, I was like, what? Like, that, that's a thing? <laughs> it's like, I, I, at, that, at that point, I thought like a marathon was like the holy grail. And that's, Wiley Sip that's is the most that people pub, did. Mate. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, good, good for him. Like, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> look, at, look out to see how he gets on. <laughs> um, but it, it was always so impressive. And um Kind of the more running that I did, um, I kind of got up to doing a few like half marathon races and stuff. And um, the more I did, like the more possible it seemed. Um, and uh, yeah, in in the end, it was my uncle that just convinced me to enter an ultra with him. Um, so what what and, does training uh, look like? You know, you say you more you did. Did you li- did you literally go like okay, ten k? That's ticked off the list. Now it's half. Now did you do the typical mar- or did you go literally from half to eighty k? Did you do what everyone does and just go nuts straight away or did you actually do it properly no I, I it was probably in the middle um i i went i did a few sort of 10ks and five mile races and then um the following year went up to doing a couple of half marathons and then the following year did a m- couple of marathons um, all road then, based. uh no all, almost all trail all trail um, okay and uh and then um yeah up to ultras um at the end of 2019 um so yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 I find, and you've probably found this within yeah. the club. Are you finding that a lot of the guys and girls are coming from the, the from the road to to trail, or are they are they complete beginners going to trail straight away? Uh, it's a bit what? of both. There, there Is are it? definitely people that kind of um, we we get a lot of emails asking about what gear they people need and stuff like that. Shoes, and, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, yeah. Don't don't wear your road running shoes out on the on the trails because you're just going to slide around everywhere, kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a mixture. We've, as I say, we've we've kind of opened up to all abilities now, doing some more beginner runs and stuff. So we do get some beginners joining, um, mm. and uh, then we we do get road runners kind of transitioning over as well, and um, who just want to do a bit more trail running. We're quite lucky in Bristol. There's so many like green spaces and and yeah. woodlands and stuff and and like we're only like 20 or 30 minutes away from the mendips and only an hour away from the brecon beacons so i suppose um, that's why you're producing good trail runners because obviously if that's available on your doorstep then you know he's yeah. got it close haven't you i'm so yeah. jealous right now show <laughs> uh, from a coaching point of view then so if people are listening and say they're generally road run or they're beginners and they've only done a few easy kind of runs what is kind of the difference when you're moving into like trail running is it you need a lot more leg strength is it different type of running or what would you say to like people at a beginner stage when they're thinking about all those email questions you get what's, what's your advice yeah normally normally the first thing if i if i work coaching someone who's who's mm-hmm. moving from like road running to trail running 
um, I normally always have to make them slow down because <laughs> um, uh, and uh, that's not you. not that's not just with road runners. <laughs> to be fair, it's uh, with, with a lot of people. I think a lot of people um, kind of just keep trying to speed up and speed up and speed up and speed up and uh, kind of think that's the way they're going to get better. But um, it's uh, yeah, not normally slow down is the first message and kind of leave your Strava records on the road and. Um, uh, you can always do new records on the trails if you want, but obviously there's it's a whole kind of different sport essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's probably the the first bit of advice that I give to most people once I kind of see see what they're doing. Yeah, because when you get on the trails, elevation is different from road. Yeah. Um, the terrain you're running on is crazy different. It can be yeah. you could be running a trail in England, you could be running one in Europe, and it's totally different. Um, yeah, so that kind of speed factor is there's changing. Very much a, there's very much a stigma as well, though, isn't there, Luke? Of like, of runners, and I think this is—I sort of, don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing—but like, you go to a club and it's, oh, what's your five k time? What's your ten k time? <laughs> yeah. In a, in a trail, and we know this with Spartan because obviously with Spartan races, uh, Joe, none of the events are the same. So we don't care what time we've done. It's not about time per se. Yes. Yes, you get a time, but actually, that's that's almost pointless. It's it's more of how you can move across that land and the terrain, and you know what segments you did better in and worse in that type of thing. You know, like the carries or the water. So I suppose that's with the trail, and I suppose that's what you get, isn't it? It is a complete different sport. It is running, yeah. but it is a complete different sport because, like like you said, you might have a particular section of a Strava segment which is like this, and that's <laughs> completely different to what you're going to get on the road flat, isn't it? So yeah. Um, and slowing down's hard because it's an ego thing, isn't it? Running, everyone wants to be better than someone else or better than themselves. So it, it tends yeah. to slow down as difficult. How do you do that? How, what's the best way? Do you find like literally getting to 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 grade themselves on their pace, or is it heart rate? What what? Where how do you like to train weight guys best. like that? Yeah. Weight best. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much all heart rate based um, for for my coached athletes um, and. Uh, we do in our kind of training sessions that we do um, every week with the running club as well. We tend to cover some of that stuff, like helping people, pe- people that kind of don't want to be coached athletes for whatever reason, we kind of help them work out their heart rate zones and stuff so they can, yeah. and just explain like, you know, you, what each zone means just so they can, they can take that away and, and do some more kind of productive training as opposed to just piling. I think people kind of look at their Strava and they might scroll through and they, they see their friends drivers who are probably road runners and they get like a sub 20 minute 5k or whatever. And then they go piling out onto the trails at like doing mm-hmm. like three minute 45 kilometers or something can just like, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just it only ends one way. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Only ends one way. And that's injury normally, isn't it? Injury and fatigue just, you know, and like yeah. you say, you know, sometimes, a 14 15 hour race is so much more than than a 20 minute pb sometimes you know yeah. it's it's yeah. almost about the mindset of actually finishing like that's what scares me with a lot of these ultras i mean i've i've played with ultras i know luke's going through it in his head right now like that that idea of getting that 100 mile ultra is like is like bugging my mind somewhere along there but it's like i know that isn't a case of i can just train for a few weeks and do it that's yeah. a case of like am i actually going to finish the damn thing you know, yeah. then it's a case of picking the right route, you know, making sure I've eaten well, slept well, you know, having a baby and not eating very well is probably not the best, best time to go <laughs> do a hundred mile ultra, as you know. 
yeah. have you done you've done 100 mile i suppose joe have you i haven't done 100 miles no. 100, no. 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 Yeah, my plan was to do 100k last year and 100 miles this year but where races have been kind of put off <laughs> yeah of course um, yeah. Yeah. it's uh, yeah i'll um I'll hopefully do one uh next year um i'm gonna have quite a lot of qualifying points for stuff from my uh okay my races this year so i'm gonna kind of start entering some raffles for some of the bigger races but mm. obviously i don't know whether i'll get in first time round or, or whatever well, but no. um, joe before before we move on and talk a little bit more about your races this year and a bit more about yourself as an athlete i just wanted to hit back on one thing that you said about teaching people about heart rate zones and that i think um Sounds like you're giving a lot of education to people within the running zone. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are, especially when they're new runners, they're kind of, there's so much information online, Strava, Training Peaks, there's so many blogs, things, blobs. Um, Education is kind of one of those key things. Do you recommend like trying to get with a club or a coach just to get that key bit of information that coaches and clubs can give more than just kind of scattergun effect where you just take in like oh i need to run at this pace i need to do this blah 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 what's what's your thoughts on that side of it yeah i definitely think um speaking to someone with experience is is the the best way forward Mm. um and uh yeah a a coach or a club are are probably the two best options i mean um working with a coach people have obviously got the the benefit that they can have like a real training plan and uh advice optimized to them um Whereas if that's not an option for some people, most running clubs have, have coaches available that, that are normally happy to... I, I know that we, we've got a couple of coaches at Bristol Trail Runners, uh, including myself, and we're, we're always happy to provide advice to, to members and, and just help them out to, to work, work things out. Because as you say, there, there's so much information out there. Uh, a lot of it's just opinion that's kind of been portrayed Crap. as fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's hard to tell these days what what's actually a study and what's just someone's opinion that's been portrayed as a study. Um, so oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to just give people it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not as complicated as a lot of people, a lot of people end up thinking it is once they've read all these different articles. And yeah. stuff. I think once you get that first bit of information or you speak to somebody who is a coach or has good experience or has, yeah learn stuff over time of their running you kind of understand a bit more about what is real and what is just kind of there yeah some of the information people are putting out might be correct but they're just not putting it out in the right way or giving the correct information like bits of it aren't a hundred percent which yeah. is what you really need especially if you're moving to trail running or ultra running especially because that's a huge huge kind of ball game different kind of training methods are needed to go for those kind of distances yeah what what i'm finding especially currently at the minute with lockdown and covid is a lot more people are starting to run now you 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 probably found this joe and luke you go out on your walks your runs whatever you're doing your cycle rides and you just see these people and you're like hmm i've not seen you before not seen you before i've not seen you before because once upon a time it was only us crazy loons out at five in the morning running at six at night now everyone seems to be doing it which is great and i love it but you just know that all those people it's a bit like driving a car, isn't it? You wouldn't get behind a car wheel without learning to drive. But a yeah. lot of these people are getting trainers and they are just going and running, which is great, but really on, on very little knowledge about what they're actually doing to their body, even down to the nearest trainer. I mean, like you say, you laugh, Joe. I have a training facility. The amount of beginners we get turn up that come in like white Nike trainers 
that yeah. are not useful for even sport, let alone fashion. And you're like, yeah. um, I'm definitely putting you through these pits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, but do you know what I mean? You just think, well, surely, and that's just knowledge. But I don't think that's a coaching level problem. I don't even think it's a running. I, I just generally think that um, somewhere, maybe it's more growing up and government level, maybe at school at PT, you know, a PE, were we not taught that, we get changed. I mean, do the kids get changed for PE now? Or do they do it in the chalk? You know, what do, they, what do they get changed in? What, what what's going on with the kids nowadays? But do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we've lost the. I know. I know we're born to. This is a very long point I'm making. I know we're born to run effectively, but we seem to have lost the the communication somewhere between growing up being 13, 14, 15 and actually running. You know, like yeah. at, where, at what point do we feel like we could do it without actually getting injured or tired or or, or worse? People don't oh i can't run my knees hurt you know I, i'm not built for running how many times have you heard that you know like that must frustrate you joe because you must go well hold on you know 2016 i was doing 10ks now i'm smashing this this and this you know anything is possible effectively but it has to be done properly um that wasn't even a question i just thought i'd throw that in there but... <laughs> just a ramble yeah. i'll just, just stop talking now no that's this it's definitely right and um i i see a lot of people that um, I've worked with a couple of athletes uh, on like a one-to-one basis who, who have joined the running club. Um, they, they, they really want to come to like our longer runs that are in like the Brecon Beacons and stuff, but they're just, they're, they're just not good enough runners essentially and they wouldn't be able to keep up, wouldn't be able to finish the run. Um, mm. And that, that's been their goal. They've just said, you know, how long will it take for me to get to the point where I can come on all these cool runs that you guys do? And um, it's really great to then kind of take them from being like a 5K average park runner um, to up to doing like our 20 and 30 K runs in the mountains. And they normally they're better than they think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, no, normally they talk to you and explain how good at running they are. And you think, well, like this is, this is a lot of work to do. And then, um, you kind of, kind of go out for a run with them or, or analyze what they're doing on training peaks and stuff. And it's like, Oh, you're, you're not that bad. Like we, we haven't got that far to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think people often, uh maybe have a bit of anxiety with it or something and and they're they're they pit they see the pictures on our bristol trail runners social media and stuff of us running over the mountains and stuff and think well like that's that's miles away from what yeah. i can do but it's really it's not like it just takes a bit of commitment and training good distance scares people as well like when yeah. they hear 10 miles 20 miles 15 miles or 20k they're like oh my god 5k is enough for me but really they could probably do 10k 15k of running yeah. when they're at a lower level but they've built up some endurance they've done a little bit of training it's all about the pace over that distance and what kind of terrain they're going to be going on if it's really difficult then they'll need a lot more training i guess yeah i think people worry about going with a group as well just that no one wants to be that person that's holding everyone up so yeah um but it's a I, I know i know at least with our club it's a like a really supportive community like everyone just encourages everyone and uh we, we like to try and encourage people to like go up to that next distance, do that, do that distance that you've not done before and yeah. come and do it with us. Cause you're, you're less likely to just stop and go home. Cause you, yeah. no one wants to be that person that just stops and leaves. So um, no, that's great. It's good that they've got like a, a group of people as well. I find that a little bit easier to take people in and they keep their kind of pace at a good level. If you're on your yeah. own, it's easy to drop off or go too fast or get too crazy with it, especially Especially yeah. experienced people over that terrain, they know, right, we're going to hike this bit. We're going to go down the hill easy. You don't get caught out by those kind of weird terrains. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
But, yeah. I mean, that's a good point that you made there about the group training. I mean, I, I would say to anyone wanting to get into running, even if it, even if you know we're near Bristol, go find a group. Um, I mean, there's plenty of websites now, um, and you'll probably even tell me one, Joe, where you could just type in, you know, trail running or road running group, uh, Google, whatever, and your area. I mean, you know what it's like you, when you're learning to run. That 10K seems a long bloody way. If you're chatting to someone, those miles just go by and go by so quickly. And you don't even really, you know, know you're running that far or fast or whatever. So, yeah, group running is a, a, a big one. Joe, question. Are you advocate of, like, taking pictures on your trail runs? Or is that a big no-no for you? Is it more of the natural beauty of being out there and, and getting a mind picture? Or, or do you allow people to do, like, the social media aspect of it as well? Yeah, we definitely do. P- people do take their phones or, or cameras. We, we've got a few people that are quite keen photographers and stuff. And uh, it's always good to have them come along and, and get some pictures of the club running and stuff like that. And um, it's it's not really been a problem. Um, people don't stop a lot. It's uh, We tend to, on our long runs, we tend to have a, a couple of spots where we stop to have a snack and stuff. Coffee, anyway. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's not like, you know, no, we're not stopping. Everyone's got to eat while they run. It's like it's all pretty chilled out, and uh, yeah, um, yeah b- b- people tend to choose the right times to stop and take photos. It's not really been an issue. Well, I know if uh, if me and Luke are ever in the area, we're going to hook you up and come come for one of these long runs with you. Definitely, definitely, yeah, that would be awesome. But um, so, Joe, let's talk about the long runs now. Let's talk about hundred k's. Let's talk about your races that you've got coming <clears> up this year. I'm guessing, like you said, some of them are pushed back from last year um what what's on the calendar for yourself what are you looking at this year yeah so my my first big race of this year is uh Ultra trail snowdonia the 100k nice. race um i'm looking forward to that obviously that's that's just been made part of the Ultra trail world tour mm-hmm. um so uh that's quite exciting being being part of the first uk Ultra trail world tour race um and uh then in august i'm going out to the alps to do the swiss alps 100 um and then to do the South Tyrol Sky Race as well, which is 69, 70 kilometres roundabout. So, just quickly there, Sky Racing, obviously, you've got the Ultras. There are so many kind of different style of off-road racing now. Sky Racing, are you doing anything specific to train for that? Because it's a lot higher. You're probably going to be going across very sharp points of the mountain. You're going to probably be doing a little bit of climb in to get up to the points maybe just try and explain to us what what a sky race is compared to like a normal off-road trail run ultra yeah so that i actually kind of chose it I, I do quite a lot of scrambling and stuff anyway just just for fun um and uh yeah i, I just chose it just because it it looked really cool um and because i was going out my, my main reason for going to switzerland was to do the swiss alps 100 um and uh it kind of when i was booking the race i was kind of like I need to make the most of it if I'm if I'm going all the way there. Like, uh, so I'd, I, I've actually booked three races in three weeks, and the the one in the middle is is just like a little local half marathon with with a local running club. Um, so, Joe, with the ultra distance running, um, obviously, aside from the running, the tra- strength training, nutrition is a huge part of these kind of longer distance races. Making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're fueled. What are your go to things on these longer kind of runs? Um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoy nutrition and like looking into it and testing out different things that people. Oh, we all enjoy food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much. Um, it's, uh, Too much. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've looked into it a lot, a lot over, especially over the last year. Um, I, I had a few. Um, I had lots of questions from people that I coach and stuff like that, and thought, yeah, I need to 
get a bit more clued up on this. Um, not just kind of working out what's right for me, but, but what will work for other people as well. Um, yeah. Now, my go-to kind of um, way to do it is I'd, I'd work out basically like my calorie burn and stuff like that for, for an event and then split it down to, to what I need to eat per hour in calories. Um, and then... Oh, geez. That seems very scientific to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, it's it's something that I used to struggle with because when I first started doing kind of long enough distance runs to need to eat, um, it's I'd, I always found myself even not eating enough or or just giving myself a stomachache because I was pigging out on banana bread and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's like, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's like it kind of inspired me to look into it a little bit more and, and get it a bit more planned out. So what I normally do now is is go into a race knowing how many calories I have to have per hour. Um, and it's normally a range like from 200 to 400 or something. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> I'd, I'd probably aim more for like 400 on some of my bigger helio races. And that's probably more than what a lot of people have, but I'd, I just kind of think I'd rather have a bit more than a bit less. And, uh, yeah, 100%. um, my, my go-to things, I, I use tribe a lot. So the tribe energy mm-hmm. bars, yeah. um, they've, they've sponsored me now. So, um, yeah they're they're really good they're, it's like natural and uh a good balance of carbs and fat in them good. as well um it's kind of a skill in its own form i guess the nutrition side of it you see some of the, the top like ultra distance runners and they've got it down to like a fine art they know exactly what they need um and there's so many companies out there now making lots of good stuff like you mentioned tribe making more natural stuff um are you more of a, a bar person with the tribe or do you go to with the gels what what's your what's your kind of thing yeah i don't really use gels i normally have one or two if i'm doing a race more as like an emergency fuel um mm-hmm. for just if i sort of can't stomach any normal food anymore um yeah but my my real go-to what what probably makes up most of my calories is actually like proper food so one of my favorites is like getting like tortilla wraps and uh, I'll put like either cheese or hummus or yeah. um, mm. like sometimes I've even had like leftover chili in them and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good. And when, once you get used to it, um, cause you know, you, you can train yourself to, to eat more while you're running and stuff. And once you get used to it, it's great. Like if you've done like 20 miles of running, like the last thing you probably want is a, a bar or a gel like it's if if you have like a nice wrap with something nice in it then yeah. it's you know it's it's good for you uh, mentally as well as as well as physically because it's oh, just yes. nice <laughs> i remember when uh, i was training for the ironman we were doing like eight hour bike rides and i was just eating like wraps chicken wraps was a good one yeah and, um uh kind of bagels and honey and bananas oh just yeah. like brilliant yeah. a little bit easier on yeah. a bike to be fair than it is it is uh running however i'm not a big fan of like coke or anything fizzy like that but when we actually did the iron man and i was probably in a place of nearly dying on the last lap of the marathon um and they gave us flat coke and actually that is just what i needed at that point it was like yeah okay this is actually quite good i mean i wouldn't have it any of the time but it was yeah. actually like savior you know it was amazing how much of a pickup that was just a bit of flat coke um same as i suppose like red bull was a similar thing isn't it you know i don't drink red yeah. bull personally but i suppose that's what they do um but, but there's so many companies out there that, that have these and this is the other thing that's interesting to talk about food to talk about running shoes and running 
but with food there's so many companies out there that will now state they do things for running like oh we'll make you hit your pbs and we'll make you go further and longer yeah. again there's so much crap out there there's amazing stuff out there as well but there's so much rubbish out there it's knowing you know isn't it and testing and what works for you and what might work for you joe and work for luke might not work for me so it's having that yeah. balance as well isn't it um you're making me even yeah. want to more come on for run with you now with all this food talk as well. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always to... decent food. Always decent hungry. food. Yeah, yeah. I, I always and, uh... pick my trail races depend, depending on what the uh, aid station looks like. I always yeah. do that with the RDs. Yeah. Send me a picture of your aid station. If it looks good, I'm covered. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's, always, it's always good if you get to that aid station and they've got good stuff on there. It's, uh... Yeah, yeah. But yeah. In, in and around this point, um, obviously we've spoken about like calories and stuff but also hydration that's one of the key things especially for a race of this kind of distance um what is your go-to kind of hydration for this yeah so um th this is another thing that i've looked into quite a lot because i i used to have some issues with cramp and stuff like that mm -hmm. and uh precision hydration actually found me on a on a or, or one of the, so, someone recommended them to me um, on like a, I think it was a Facebook forum or something when I, when I mentioned mm -hmm. about these these issues with cramp. But at the time, I didn't have any idea what was causing that. I, I, I was thinking like, am I not fit enough? Like, am I not well trained enough? But then like everything else was fine. It was just like getting these cramps yeah. and stuff. And it's like, why is that the why is that the only thing that's uh, causing me problems? And um, I got in touch with Precision Hydration. Uh, spoke to James Phillips over there. Um, who uh, is one of their sports scientists. And um, yeah. they basically put me in to do a sweat test for me. I think you actually had Andy Blow on here recently, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah, and, uh, last episode. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they, they put me in for a sweat test. Um, uh, and that, that ba that's basically where, for, the, for those that don't know, um, is where they test um, how much sodium you lose per, per litre of sweat. Um, and then they basically prescribe you like a, hydration plan and strength of hydration drink that can replenish that sodium that you're losing um so yeah i basically tried out that those methods that they that james gave me also just made me feel better in general so i, I felt like i had more energy and that's just because my my sodium levels were back up to to what they should be and, and not so depleted as, as they were before um and yeah it's a uh, the, the thing I really like about precision hydration as well is just how helpful they are. Um, and they, they do sponsor me now, but they, they are that helpful with anyone that gets in touch with them. There's, there's a lot of our club runners that, that use them now as well. And you can just send them an email and they'll set up a call with you to, to help you out. Um, that's quite interesting, uh, that sweat test. I think that's something that uh, anyone that does any exercise, that's actually quite an interesting, especially if you're, like you say, a cyclist or a runner, that's, that could be quite handy. Because like I say, it's not fun when you lose, when you lose <laughs> hydration or lack of hydration in a, in, a, in a race for sure, especially in a hot, a hot race and what have you. When you said um, precision hydration found you, I thought you literally meant like they found you on the side of a mountain. I didn't know. <laughs> when you were going, I found like, me dehydrated on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> yeah, have this shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they that that was actually where i first tried them but i didn't know what it was um so it was during a race during a half marathon race right back probably one of my first half marathons i did 
mm-hmm. um, and I was really, really struggling. It was one of them days where I was struggling from the start and it was just, I was just not in the right headspace um, and uh, just didn't feel good right, right from the start. And uh, I, I kind of plodded on quite slowly. Um, I was, I was somewhere near the back going, going really slow, got, got to the halfway checkpoint um, and they had these drinks there and I, I was not really with it at the time. I was just like, just give, give me anything, like <laughs> and anything that might, anything that might help. Yeah. And uh, I just downed this drink they gave me and I, I flew around the rest of it. And uh, it's, um, I, I think I ended up finishing about 30th, which I think, I think I was a, about a hundredth at that point <laughs> when I hit that checkpoint. So it's, uh, it wasn't too bad going. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I, on that day, I didn't find out what what it was um, until uh, I saw on their website that Precision Hydration sponsored the race. But um, but it wasn't until someone then recommended them to me, and I I got in touch with them and actually tried it. And I was like, oh, that's that. This is that thing that I had on on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nice. I was like, wow, I can't, can't believe I've actually found it. <laughs> <laughs> they found me. Yeah. It's so, always nice, isn't it, when you're supported by a company that you actually enjoy working with, one, yeah. and two, that actually work well for you, as in the actual physically it works well for you. It's, it's always a good feeling, isn't it, when the products are actually as good as the brand as well, you know? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't particularly, like, at, at the moment, um, I'm just working with Tribe and Precision Hydration, and uh, they're both companies that i've kind of asked to support me because of that because i mm-hmm. I, I like what they do as a company and i, I like their products um i wouldn't really want to advocate a product that i didn't like or, or didn't use um just because you know especially people at like the running club and people that i coach they kind of look to me for advice on on products and i, I want to recommend products that are, that are really good and that are going to really help them so yeah I, I definitely just like to work with companies that I like and and use and believe in essentially. It's definitely the best way you can get the best out of the product and also portray the product in the best light because you use it and you enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Joe, where can people find out a bit more about Bristol Trail Runners? Where can people find out a bit more about yourself? Yeah, so the best place to find out about Bristol Trail Runners is on our website, which is just bristoltrailrunners.co.uk. Um, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram and stuff as well, just as uh, Bristol Trail Runners is the username. Nice. Um, and then for me, um, joewenman.com is my website. And uh, on social media platforms, it's joewenmanultra um, on all of them. So, yeah, Lovely. Well, we will link the website in our show notes when this episode goes out. So you'll be able to check the show notes and click on those links to the get direct to Joe, get direct to Bristol Trail Runners. <clears throat> but Joe, it's been great to chat to you today. Um, really good to hear a lot more about what you've been doing in the trail running scene over in Bristol. And um, good luck with the races this year. We hope to see you collect those points and uh, get into a big race next year. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, th- thanks for having me on. And uh, good luck with your races too. It looks like we're hopefully both going to Wales. And, uh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. And- yeah, yeah, it'll be great. So, yeah, th- thanks so much for having me on, guys. And, uh, yeah. No worries, no worries, Joe. No worries, Joe.